0: Log Talk Radio.
1: out there, welcome to the Vondren Legal Hour. Attorney Steve Vondren here with you. Licensed to practice law in California and Arizona, and we are talking real estate. We're talking business. We are talking intellectual property. We are talking DRE updates, that's Department of Real Estate. And we are talking civil litigation, those types of issues. If those are of interest to you, you've found the right place. And I'm joined today by the one, the only, the highly sought-after $10,000 speaking engagement, Frontline Lisi, are you out there?
0: Yes, sir, I'm here. How are you today?
1: I'm fantastic. How are you?
0: Uh, I am just just fabulous.
1: Excellent, excellent. So, all right, so we've got some uh, exciting things on tap today. We're going to talk a little bit about SB 510, SB stands for Senate Bill, and we're going to talk a little bit about business and professions code updates, escrow activity, SB 706, and some other DRE issues. Today's is a DRE day. How's that sound?
0: There's a lot of SBs in there.
1: A lot of SBs. The name to trust is SV, but not, but. Hi. That's, uh, that's right. But the bills are SB, Senate bills. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. I know you're excited, I can hear it in your voice.
0: Uh, you know, I you know I like talking about DRE Senate bills and SBs this and SBs that and STBs and all that good stuff.
1: Oh boy, let's keep that under the rug there. Okay. All right. So anyway, so we our firm practices in the area of uh, other than aside from business and real estate litigation, um, we handle what, what what I refer to as DRE defense DRE cases. Um, issues involving real estate brokers in the state of California. We do a little bit in Arizona, uh, but a lot of our practice is focused in California um, where there is a lot of activity going on with the Department of Real Estate. Um, Remember um, when, you know, several years back, 2007, 2008, when the loan modification business started booming, um, everybody seemed like everybody wanted to get in and do loan modifications and um part of the deal was back then um the department of real estate considers loan modifications to be licensed activities um so what happened is if you wanted to do loan modification activities you had to get yourself what's referred to as an advance fee agreement because people were charging before the services uh for example collecting $4000 up front for a loan modification was pretty typical probably you know, two to four thousand is probably the, the fee I hear most often. And you had to get the advance fee. The Department of Real Estate had to issue a no objection letter, non objection letter. And you then had to follow some accounting rules and 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 some other things. So, uh, a lot of companies wanted to get in. It was lucrative. Everybody there was uh, back then. There was no prohibition against accepting advance fees, and a lot of brokers non-brokers, foreclosure consultants, a lot of people jumped into the business. And now we're seeing the aftermath uh, with the Department of Real Estate basically cleaning up uh, the mess and holding some of those licensees accountable that were doing things the wrong way. And we handle those types of cases, what we refer to as broker investigation, audit, and accusation cases. So that's kind of a brief overview, and I know Lisa, you deal with uh, some of these brokers and some of the basic intake uh, questions that come in. What are some of the things that are, you're hearing generally speaking um, from the you know the the community of of licensees out there?
0: Um I think I think more more the 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 majority of the questions are am I going to go to jail am I going to lose my license and and these are I mean we have a array of of different different scenarios that that call our offices and we have people that call our offices that have gotten a um an a accusation last year that have they haven't done anything about it so um you know I I think you know you would contest to this that you know, if and and it's another another thing we're hearing is the auditors are encouraging these salespeople. You don't need an attorney. Don't get someone to help, You don't need that. Yeah, you you don't need any representation. This is just a you know a, just a an, a, an audit. Uh, you know your your basic audit. But we've heard from our previous clients that our clients that even we have now that you know they didn't hire us until after they got the accusation. They wish they would have because. Um, they said things they shouldn't have. They, you know, you just—it's one of those things where I think people get nervous. They don't know what to expect, and um, you know, that's really what what's the, what the sense is. If I get to people that call us, they're scared. They're, they don't know what's going to happen to them.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and that's and it's very true. And for you know, I, I would say good good majority of them, uh, this is their livelihood. It's not some, you know, some people dabble in real estate and. Um, others this is their livelihood um, now with the mortgage lending license at issue um, you know these are real serious issues and you know um, for example with the NMLS if you if there's findings in these accusations in these final settlements or you know the follow through at a, at a office of administrative hearing um, if you have dishonest dealing fraud misrepresentation things like that that come out and that you're Um, you know, found liable for, uh, uh, finding having committed, I should say, Um, you know, there's real issues about whether you'll ever be able to do mortgage lending given the the new strict laws in the National Mortgage Licensing System and, you know, how they're trying to crack down. So, you know, to say that you don't need an attorney, I've always said this, you, you know, you you never need an attorney. You can pretty much handle a lot of areas of law, if not all of them, by yourself. There's no prohibition from anybody representing themselves, as far as I'm aware of. So, but the but the real issue is, is it in your best interest to have somebody protecting you? And you know, as I always say, you know, I'm not really an obstructionist. I'm not here trying to obstruct or hinder uh, what the department's doing. I you know, like I said, I believe in what they're doing. Just like you know, just like police officers when they're out patrolling the streets, you know, for the most part they're doing good work. But we do know that people are overcharged to charge for things that they did, that they didn't do. Um, we also know that there's two sides to a story, especially in the low modification setting, where you know sometimes homeowners will say just about anything, and you know sometimes their expectations are unrealistic they're expecting the world or they're hearing things that they think they're hearing like the word principal reduction and when they don't get it they think it's a fraud. Um so there's a lot of different things there um for the people that really take their license serious. Um I do believe most people get a, get an attorney to help them through the process. I mean remember, you don't have to you don't have to hire anybody to do a loan modification for you either. In fact, the banks would prefer that you don't have anyone helping you. But, you know, when it comes to your real estate license, I think a lot of people think it's really important. But bottom line is the DRE is out in force, and like I said, I respect the job that they're doing. We have really good relationships with, I would say, just about all the lawyers that I've dealt with. And, you know, they're trying to do the right thing. We're trying to protect licenses, and and so we're trying trying to find a happy balance. Uh, to strike that happy balance, you know, where it's possible. So, anyway, that's just kind of a brief overview. Um, I read something today. Um, Lots of times, you know, I know you and I have scratched our heads saying, you know, how how come nobody ever goes to jail? How come they're not throwing these scammers in jail? I got something from SIGTARP, which is the Office of the Special Inspector General for the TARP program, Troubled Asset Relief Program, and I read something today, new press relief, a couple people, I think it was three people in, uh, I think it was Orange County, um, that uh, went to jail over loan modification scam. They got somebody to actually admit it, proved it, uh, settled it up, and that was through President Barack Obama's Financial Fraud Enforcement Task Force. So there are some things out there that happen, and so to say are there criminal aspects to this yes there is there can be and in my dealings with the Department of Real Estate and the attorneys that I deal with they tell me you know if there's something bad enough or unauthorized practice of real estate or you know outright fraud things like that they do have a connection of of course referrals to you know they refer both to the State Bar of California and they also refer to the California Attorney General's office so you know, when these kinds of serious things are on the line and it can be based on something that a couple homeowners say, uh, you know, a lot of times we think it's in the best interest to be represented. We can respect the, uh, you know, the point of view that maybe you can do this yourself and and everything else, but respectfully, we do think there's a time when you do need to seek legal counsel and and make sure your rights are protected in the process. Does that make sense? Uh
0: yeah, did you just read that? I didn't. I, that's that's interesting because that's one thing that they do. People do. I mean, the, the people that call us that, it, that did modifications and maybe didn't have an advance fee agreement. I mean, that is a, that's one of their concerns also because it's just it's funny that you hear from. We still get tons of calls from people that have paid somebody, you know, excess of you know a lot of money for loan modifications, and they just kind of they're just still out there taking people's money and disregarding the law. Weird.
1: Right, yeah, and you know, there's been a lot of talk about breaking your your services into contracts and things like that. And uh, the opinions that I've read uh, frown on that practice. And uh, I know we know there's people still doing that, but the one that just came out was a uh, this was a San Diego based group that was, and it were related to forensic loan audits, um, strangely enough, and, and they were charging for forensic loan audits, promising the world. We see things going on with securitized loan audits. We, I get called all the time from people saying, oh, you want me to do forensic uh, securitized loan audits for you, and then I'll send you the clients and everything, and I just delete those emails as fast as I get them. So, you know, and the FTC, Federal Trade Commission, has issued a kind of a warning, I guess you would call it, uh, on those. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on, and there's a lot of people, you know, in a tough economy there's a lot of people that are starting any kind of business that they think they can possibly get away with. And uh, so this is why the Department of Real Estate is swamped, and they're, you know, I know the attorneys have a lot of file, a lot of work on their plate. So uh, if you are facing a DRE audit, hearing, investigation, and you want to explore your rights and see if you can have somebody represent you or discuss the general process with you, give us a call. Our number is eight seven seven two seven six. 5084. You can also find us on the web. Best place, type in attorney Steve into Google, and attorneysteve.net is the website. So uh, check that out, and you can find us there. And we will be back in just a second.
0: The law offices of Steven C. Vondren is a business, real estate, and intellectual property law firm. When your assets are on the line, call Attorney Steve. From corporate services and contracts to high-stakes litigation, we've got your back. Call us at 877-276-5084 or find us on the web at attorneysteve.net. That's attorneysteve.net.
1: You are listening to the Vondren Legal Hour, where you will learn everything you need to know to sound profound at cocktail parties and impressive around-the-water cooler. If you have something to say, don't be shy. Call right now and speak your mind. The toll-free number is 877-774-3195. That's 877-774-3195. And now, back to the Vondren Legal Hour with attorney Steve Vondren. Please, form a single line, form a single line. Please, thank you. Okay, we're back. And we're here with Frontline Lisi. Everybody always wants to talk to Frontline Lisi. Um, At any rate, um, so we talked a little bit about the Department of Real Estate, some of the challenges going on there, Uh, the DRE broker defense. There's some new laws out now. Um, I'll just touch on one briefly. Uh, SB 510 allows brokers to appoint branch managers at branch offices and delegate some of the supervisory uh, powers to have somebody else run a branch. This has been a pretty big thing. We know there's a lot of brokers that are trying to expand. This is one of the things that they've done. Um, But, uh, you know, when you try to open up five offices and you're trying to expand, it's tough to supervise and be everywhere all at once. Uh, Under this new law, you do have to, the broker does still have to maintain the ultimate supervisory capacity. You can't just uh, completely send everything away and put it off on someone else's shoulders. But you can designate like even a salesperson to be a branch manager. So it's kind of interesting how it works. And I, to me, I guess it, it helps brokers expand their networks a little bit and requires a written contract. It requires a notification to the Department of Real Estate. And there's some restrictions on the licensees. They can't have had a restricted license. So another reason why we defend people to try to avoid getting a restricted license um, that's one one thing, and can't have been subject of a bar order, and a bar order is basically where you can't, where the Department of Real Estate shuts you down from the practice of real estate for about three years, and so, so those are the kinds of things uh, in in regards to branch offices. If you're opening up a branch office and need help with these written agreements, uh, that's something that we do. The contracts, um, sometimes you have. Um, agreements that uh, turn into partnership agreements. the broker and the salesperson want to enter into a partnership on the deal, so um, and you know you need to be aware even where there's not a partnership agreement under the laws if you're if you're acting in a partnership capacity, you can be subject to partnership law and there's some ramifications with that if you're not careful. So if you're looking to do that sort of expansion, sometimes it's nice to have a lawyer on your side and we can be reached and talk, we can talk about those types of issues with you. Um, what else? There's a new law. Reasonable cost of investigation can be sought by the Department of Real Estate in an accusation setting. What's that mean? That means if you go through an accusation and you get to the end and you end up going to hearing, or even if you settle, they're going to try to seek the cost of investigation. It used to be, that in order to recover costs, the Department of Real Estate had to find some accounting violations, uh, trust account violations, um, and if they found those, they could charge for the reasonable cost of audit, and that's something that's been on the books and routinely applied, by the way. And now with this new law, they're allowed to seek, even if they don't find trust accounting violations, they can seek the reasonable cost of investigation From what I'm told from a Department of Real Estate attorney, uh, it's both, you you can end up paying both the audit costs, you can end up paying the reasonable cost of investigation, whatever that becomes, and lots of times in order to keep your license where there's quote-unquote victims of the licensed activity, you need to pay restitution. So you can see how the fines and fees can really rack up in these types of cases, but where you want to try to keep your license, it's important to have somebody try to negotiate that, uh, make sure that's all in line and and fair and reasonable and whatnot. So um, that law is out there. There's also a new law with escrow reporting. If you're doing over-the-minimum-threshold requirements um, from the broker broker escrow law, then you have to start doing minimum-threshold reporting requirements annual reporting requirements, and there's fines up to $10,000 on that. So we've talked about that. Uh, You can see these blog posts on our website at attorneysteve.net where we talk about um, that kind of thing, that the uh, escrow law, business and profession code 10146, Uh, the reasonable cost of investigation is business and profession code 10160, and the uh, we talked about the SB 510, that's the uh, broker's ability to point branch managers. So you have all those, you have the information, attorneysteve.net will give it to you if you uh, didn't catch all that. Final one that we're going to talk about real quick, SB 706, Senate Bill 706, duty to report criminal convictions to the DRE. Uh, this is coming up, we're seeing this coming up more and more often where if you have a criminal conviction – uh, and you fail to report it to the Department of Real Estate, you know what happens is they get wind of it, and then they want information. And next thing you know, you have potential action against your license. They're looking to see if you're fit to be a real estate licensee. So you have these kind of issues out there. Those are the, the you know some of the new laws. There's a couple more that came down in 2012. Just a nutshell for you, but um, you can see the rest of those again at AttorneySteve.net. Frontline Lisi, let me throw the gauntlet over to you and talk briefly about our World Savings Wachovia No Advance Fee Loan Modification Submission Program.
0: Uh, We do um, World Savings Wachovia Option Arm Loans. um, We submit for a loan modification through the legal channel over at Wells Fargo. Um, It's a special department that we... Send our our Wachovia World World Savings. Even we have people that call us that have Wells Fargo, totally different department. Um, We do those on a contingency fee basis, and the reason we do that is because we get um, fairly, um, not every single client gets a modification, but hands down the best modifications we've ever got from any lender. And um, I think it's partly because they're trying to wash out these option arm um, loans out of their system because they know that they're predatory and they're toxic and you know they're just their loans that unless you pay the the maximum amounts you're never you're never going to pay the loan off. So um, again, we do not charge any upfront money. Um, we are only paid if we actually get a modification that you sign. And we're so confident that we can get it done that that we are taking a chance of not getting getting paid. So. Um, I think in the last you know handful of modifications we submitted, I think only one person didn't qualify because they had you know ten different properties and didn't have enough income to even support just this one. So that was really the only reason that this person did not qualify. So um, give us a call if you have one of those toxic option arm Wells Fargo Wachovia. Um, what else were they called? Was that, was that it? well what uh, we went pick to? A
1: pay, yeah, these were called pick-a-pay, and when you say option they arm. were, pre- yeah, pick-a-pay, option arm, um, but when you say predatory and toxic, as as I've always said, you know, that that all depends. It, it is to some people, but to the investor that owns six properties and uses as a cash flow tool, not exactly predatory, and so we've seen examples of that, too. We've litigated cases where people are claiming that that's real predatory and defended people and everything else. So, um, but, but yeah, the, it, to the, uh let's put it this way. They weren't the best loans that could have been designed. They did help a lot of people accumulate properties, but it also, we've also seen some of the devastating effects of this loan and how it triggers and goes into some amazing balloon payment that could, you know, some blown up payment that can hardly ever be paid by most people so, yeah, if you have one of those loans, these are the only loans that we submit. We don't do any other lender at this time um you know we'll take a at this at this time that's all we're doing so and and that's been the- been the case for the last several years uh, since the passage of s b ninety four the no advance fee rule so so this is it if you have one of those loans and you're facing foreclosure you're You've got a hardship. You, are, you have a reasonable ability to make a payment. This is not a free house type of deal. Uh, every now and then we get messages people want a free house, free mortgage. Uh, that's not going to happen. And, uh, but it is a great program if you've tried or if you haven't tried, and this is your first foray into the loan modification system, this is a great program. It's done by us. We do a great job on these. And like, like you said, we've been very successful. However, we can't guarantee any results, and past performance doesn't guarantee any, any future uh, outcomes. So, but if you have one of those, give us a call, 877-276-5084. If you want to see some sample modifications, uh, just to see if this is the real deal or not, Go to contingencymods.com, that's contingencymods, M-O-D-S, and check it out for yourself. We've posted some sample modifications with names and everything else redacted, so you can't see that, but you can get an idea of how these look and touch and feel them and see for yourself. So if it works for you... Well,
0: I interject, I'm sorry, sorry to cut you off there. Oh, please,
1: by all means, Frontline Lisi, please.
0: I don't know if you uploaded the last modification that we received which I think you know we we get great modifications but this one I think there was a, a what $250,000 principal reduction on this one. It was a pretty yeah. phenomenal
1: Yeah, and when you take right and and again I don't want I don't want to overdo it. This was a phenomenal unbelievable modification. I don't want to send the wrong impression here but yeah to to waive a quarter million dollars and the interest you would pay on that i mean it's just staggering uh the amount the the amounts that you save and you know how the house becomes a lot more affordable, so at any rate, um each case is submitted on its own, you know, we work each case individually, and so um you know like I said we can't I mean, we we try to make this clear we don't emphasize any particular outcome we submit do the best we can and and deal with that so anyway uh but yeah we we have a great program looking forward to helping you if you have one of those tell a friend uh that's world savings wachovia original notes and those are now serviced of course by wells fargo so we have one of those give us a call 877-276-5084 check it out on contingencymods.com or find us at attorneysteve.net i've got information there um about a lot of this stuff so Anyway, that's about all I have on my plate today. I wanted just to talk about some of the things going on. And as always, if you have any business or real estate, civil litigation matters, arbitration matters, those are our bread and butter. That's what we do. Uh anything else from you, Frontline Lacy?
0: No, I am actually I have to go place some orders for some documents to be to be uh copied at the Department of Real Estate for some of our clients. So
1: okay. Well, let's get I'm busy. I want to thank everyone for their time. And again, tune in next time. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday and Friday. We're trying to keep our Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. Just we got really bogged down for the last couple months. So we apologize to our loyal listeners that wanted to hear it. But Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, typically at 4 o'clock, is the Vondren legal hour. We'll see you again. Thank you, Frontline Lisi, for joining us. And everybody, have a great day.
0: You
1: too. Bye-bye. The preceding show consists of general legal information only and is not legal advice or a substitute for legal advice. Contact an attorney if you need legal advice. All information set forth on the show are opinions only and should not be relied upon as being accurate as the law is subject to interpretation and is constantly evolving. The Law Offices of Stephen C. Vondran is licensed to practice law in California and Arizona, and we only serve clients in these two states. This is an advertisement and communication pursuant to the state bar rules. Vondran Legal Hour, copyright 2012. All rights we